So, listeners, if you're hearing this, I'm warning you right now. This is what they call a trigger warning. I don't care if you don't like trigger warnings in front of things. As I've said before, I have family members that listen to this show, and much of them are are very young. So, this is a trigger warning. The movie we watched is rated R, and we are going to be rated R in this podcast. I'm still going to bleep out the curse words, but we're not going to skip over anything. We're just going to go full bore on this. This is your warning. Not appropriate for work. Not appropriate for children. And spoilers, right? Oh, definitely spoilers. Listener discretion advised. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Aaron. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. And I'm Jose. This week was The Greasy Strangler from 2016, directed by Jim Hoskins, written by Jim Hoskins and Toby Harvard, starring Michael St. Michaels, Sky Elobar, Elizabeth DeRazzo, and Gil Gex. This movie was selected for us by one of our Kickstarter pledges. Yay! Yay! Uh, his name was uh, Rose uh, Barano. And uh, it was kind of an anonymous thing. Uh, Jose, you know this guy? Not at all. I can't no. say that I do. Yeah. I don't know. He kind of looked like you, but he wasn't wearing glasses. So I didn't recognize him. Anyways, th- <laughs> thanks a lot, Jose. Um, you made us watch a very strange movie. Sarah, you're still in shock. I- I'm pretty sure my neck's going to hurt from this episode, Joel, because I'm just shaking my head the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um... I'm going to have a major neck cramp when I wake up in the morning. I, I desperately need a shower after watching that movie. This movie was revolting. It was like you were trying not to vomit the whole time. This movie is so gross. Even if you're, like, weird and you like weird movies, it's still going to gross you out. It's like the storyline is just these different things threaded together for the purpose of showing you these gross things. Like, just throughout. That's my opinion. <laughs> it, it has a really odd uh, grasp of, of textures, uh, very descriptive on things. Uh, like, I don't think I can even explain it properly, but it, it's, just, it, it's like you can feel things that are going on on the screen like physically in such a way that it's just so disgusting <laughs> like so disgusting oh oh my gosh um this film has no redeemable qualities whatsoever 
I mean, what yeah. about the music? You guys like the music, didn't you? Aaron likes the music. <laughs> I liked the music at first, uh, but but I think after a while, the visuals kind of ruined it for me. Yeah, yeah, it same here. Starting out, I was like, all right, yeah. cool. Eighties, well, because, because you start associating it with the visuals that you're seeing, and it ruins it. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I really like this movie. I know you do. Um, you like this movie, Joel? I gave it three point five stars out of five. Why? That's a lot of stars that I would not have given this movie. <laughs> I've just never seen anything like it before. Uh, I've just okay. And it made Shock me laugh. Value. It Shock made value. me laugh harder than I have in quite some time. You know, the only time I've laughed that hard is when we were recording something and we saw like something we just couldn't help. Okay, you okay. obviously so. haven't seen Neighbors Two yet. No, I haven't seen Neighbors Two yet. No, Sarah saw Neighbors Two. What? <laughs> mm. I'm sorry. I don't know what Neighbors One is, so I'm not sure, entirely <laughs> sure what Neighbors Two is either. Uh, it's it's better than this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm not saying this is a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Just because I, I gave it like a, a 7 out of 10. I'm not saying that like, oh, everyone needs to see this movie. Like, Oscars should recognize it. Um, frankly, I'm not going to show this movie to anyone ever. <laughs> it's not like I own it, but... Yeah, I'm definitely not going to revisit this movie. after. after I think this will be probably one of the last conversations I'll have about it as well. <laughs> First and last. I think it'll be the kind of movie... That comes up in a conversation like, I, I watched this movie called The Greasy Strangler, and you just look at them and nod your head like, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, watched, oh the tra- I watched the trailer to this movie um, on YouTube. Uh, twice, actually, now. The first <laughs> time Joel showed it to me last week, and there was no volume, so the visuals were just there, and I was like, oh my god, what are we getting into? <laughs> And, and then this morning, I watched it with Campo, and I was like, oh my god, what am I getting into? Because I can even hear it now. And, and, and I scrolled down, and I just started reading the comments. I counted at least, like, five, maybe six people saying, this movie's great. Like, unironically, just, like, had a blast. Oh, yeah, there are people out there who, you know, this is their favorite film. <laughs> They exist. Yeah. Hey, that's fine. Yeah, totally. I just, it, it was just a bit of a shock to me. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Bit of a shock. This was like watching Napoleon Dynamite mm. or a Miranda July movie, but like Grey Gardens with like sex and violence and disgusting imagery. And it was like an assault on your senses the whole time. Colors were garish. Visuals were gross. They were showing you all this disgusting, like, stomach-turning, like, stuff the whole way through. Objects were greasy. Yeah, everything was so gross. It was like... (laughs) I still don't think it's as gross as Brain Dead. Oh, come on. Brain Dead's... Dead Alive? Yeah. Dead Alive, yeah. I think no, Dead Alive is a grosser movie. It's a beautiful film. I don't, well, yes, but but I think like the, the grossness in, in Dead Alive you can kind of laugh along with. Yeah. More. You could stomach it. I was laughing you, like you crazy could at it. this movie. I don't know uh, what to say. I don't It was well, a I, gross outfit. The slow the slow pan of like just seeing grease like drip from something in this movie, uh, I felt was way more 
I don't even know the word. Like, just so so violating to my senses, as opposed to brain dead or dead alive, where it was, or you're like, ha ha ha, that guy's got a chin, you know, like a, a lawnmower strapped to his you know, chest. Ha, I ha, haven't, ha. I haven't seen brain dead. I haven't seen dead alive since I was like 14. Oh, well, there's your problem. And it scarred me really bad. So oh, I'm sorry. As far as I remember, it is like really disgusting. I mean, people's like throwing up in each other's mouths and uh, they don't remember that. Zombies having sex. Zombies do have sex. Yeah, yeah, sex that. person's right. head gets split in half. Babies. That's fine, yeah. Yeah. It's gross, okay? You okay. can't, you can't okay. tell me it's not it's gross. You in the Halloween oh, it's gross. okay if you're used to it. But I, I think... Okay, okay, let's just... I don't know why I can say that I like Dead Alive and find that to be more appropriate than this movie. Oh, same other, other than I feel that this movie just attacks you, whereas yeah. I, I guess with the narrative and what you're following in Dead Alive, it's a little... Because you're, you're kind of rooting for someone. There's a hero you're trying to root for him, trying to make sure he survives, you know, as a viewer. And I think that's maybe maybe why I, I, I personally do find that movie to be... Plus, that's that in the romance, and it's a bit more... Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's a straight comedy, right? You went in there knowing this is a comedy. This yeah. one, we had no idea. Yeah. I will say that I did laugh out loud because some things were just so surprising that it did make me laugh. Like some things were funny, but some of the laughing I think was just out of like sheer sure. awkwardness of like, what in the hell am I going through right now? The humor was that of a 13 year old and totally brought out my 13 year old self in one or two <laughs> scenes where I did, you know, chuckle at it. But for the most part, I don't know. This film, this film touched me in places I didn't want to be touched. Yeah, mm. yeah. I see. I can imagine being thirteen, like you say, like like we were saying, and laughing movie, your ass off. Yeah, and like being like, ah, oh, 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 wow, that's weird. Oh, they're having sex. Wow. Oh God, what is that? Ah, 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 ah. This is the thirteen-year-old self. My. 35-year-old self was, like, just staring at the screen, couldn't look away, couldn't tear my freaking pupils off of it, and then they'd say something, and I, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was, it, it was, like, immature, like you're saying, but it almost felt like, like, if you were a 13-year-old, you wouldn't have had the experience to know mm-hmm. that... Like what normal was like, so it's almost like it would be impressioning you uh, yes, at like a young age, yeah. and giving you this like basis of comparison of this like bizarre ass before yeah. you like actually go out and live your life and see what it's really like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is what life is really like. We all live with an old man who loves Greece and. Uh, Shows his penis a lot of times. Why? Yeah, yeah, so, some of those scenes were actually really reminiscent of a uh, Kids in the Hall skit where uh, there's a, a man who works at a sausage factory and uh, the elderly man <laughs> that he takes care of uh, is obsessed with sausages and uh, is seen throughout the entire like skit just slamming like a f- knife and a fork on, a, <laughs> on the table just saying, sausages! <laughs> Give me the sausages! It's like that character from Preacher. Yeah. So they, oh God. How does Queen Cannon? Man, there's just something about sausages that are just so. Just yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you made me think of that scene in yeah. Billy Madison 
with the lunch lady is a sloppy Joe. I know you kids love sloppy Joe. There was a part of this that reminded me of Billy Madison, and I'm trying to remember what it was now. Well, let's let's float through this. They mentioned the penguin. Oh yeah, penguin. Yeah. No penguin. King penguin. So, uh, okay, so first thing you need to know about this movie is uh, we finally figure out the most perfect term for somebody. And this made me think a lot about Donald Trump. Like, this movie in general made me think a lot about Donald Trump, and I don't want to get too political. But, it could, uh, could just be the time of the year. We're just looking at each other. Things have been revealed recently. Back and forth going, bull artist, bull artist. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, pretty much. That's an excellent, you know, I feel like I'd go into work and be like, okay, so uh looks like we've got a virus on this computer. I don't know how that got on there. Boom. Artist. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, you're going to use it, right? I'm going to use it? <laughs> Every day of your life. Oh, God, I'm trying to scrub it, scrub it away from my brain. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say that at first, like, in this movie, when they started using that that term a lot, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, that's kind of clever, you know, I guess. I don't think I've ever called anyone a bull <laughs> artist before, you know? <laughs> and then, like, later on in the movie, when it, when, uh, <laughs> when when it's like, when you could tally it up, mm-hmm. you know, like 23 times or mm-hmm. 24 times in a row when they use it, when he spells it out, like, it's just like, I don't ever want to use that word ever again, <laughs> that term ever again. <laughs> It's like something you would show to a little kid, so they're like, you know, don't ever use these words. Oh, you know? my God. Not to mention hootie, tootie, disco, cutie. Oh, yeah. Repeated. What do you say? I'm not going to repeat myself. <laughs> I didn't hear you. What would you say? No, no. I think Wait, you what? know well what I said. Wait, Jose, what was that thing you just said? Joel. Or, the, oh, go ahead. This is embarrassing, but could you repeat it again? I Slower. I couldn't understand what you were saying. Jose, can you say what you just said right then again? I wasn't, I like, I, I, I seriously have an inner ear problem right now. So I just did. <laughs> what, what was that? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hootie, tootie, disco, cutie. Okay, okay, that's uh, okay. Okay, let me just cross that off the list. Um... Audience, as we've already said, we are just spoiling this movie. When the term Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie comes up in the movie, it proceeds with a at least two-minute sequence of an old man and a woman who are both naked doing a very weird kind of shifty dance thing, saying Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie over and over and over again. Now that is a pretty good representation of what this movie is. It was inane. You were sitting there trying to figure out what the f*** was going on. And the whole time, it didn't make any sense. There's n- I mean, it was like, it was like waiting for Godot if it was like, written with only 16 words that were all, like, vulgarities. (laughs) (laughs) Like, bull... Like... was gonna show up any time now. Bull... Get artist. (laughs) 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 Alright, let's let's explain the plot here. So, uh, father and son, we've got, uh... I actually didn't write down their names like a 
A couple of doofuses. Brayden's the son. Brayden and... Big, uh... Ronnie. Ronnie. Big Ronnie. Ronnie. Ronnie and Brayden. Big Ronnie's back. Big Ronnie is the father. He's an old, curmudgeonly old man who just loves Grease. I mean, we don't know he's a greasy strangler. I mean, he just loves grease, okay? He just wants grease and coffee. He just wants grease on his extra greasy bacon, greasy pasta. You know, give him some grease. He's an old man. And uh, Brayden is just his son, his hapless son, who um, lives with him. And they, they run a disco walking city tour. walking tour. Bull- <laughs> Wait, what? Bull- which part? Is it bullshit? You're bullshit. No, it's not a disco tour. Okay, anyway, wait, go wait ahead with what the story is supposed to be. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They went to that and they showed that the Bee Gees wrote uh, Night Fever in that door stoop. They said it. Everything they said wasn't real. Well, I don't know why you have the veracity to say that. I mean... We You're saw obviously it. Obviously, not a fan of disco. <laughs> well, the guy used to run a disco. He's a disco expert. The only problem is he doesn't have free drinks. Yeah, and we want some free drinks. Doesn't even have to be fizzy, man. No, I mean just water. It could just be water. It's just free drinks. It's like all the reference points are for like a different planet. Like nothing makes sense to like the regular person watching it. <laughs> Like, okay, let's go dance. And then they go do something that's not dancing. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I guess it kind of is, but it's like, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. I No, no, I agree. Try and explain what happened. Uh, so, this is their life. <laughs> they don't seem to have much variety in that. Um, and then a girl comes along. A, a severely attractive a woman. A sexy girl. The kind of woman that you're just like, whoa, mama. Knocks you off your feet. Uh, Hachi, machi. You know, she's a real hootie tootie, fresh and fruity. What? She's a hootie tootie, disco cutie. Oh, hootie tootie, disco cutie. Sorry. And, uh, you know, that kind of starts to drive a wedge between this, this father and son relationship. And it's actually, you know, it's kind of sad. You see things start to break apart and it's, it's, you know, it seemed like they were so close before, but this woman, she's just kind of a meddler. And, uh, oh yeah, there's also a guy who uh, covers himself with grease and strangles people to death. Um, and we know exactly who it is right away. They don't, which is funny because I think in the trailer it kind of made like, oh, it's a mystery. I'm going to find out. But every night he walks through the car wash. <laughs> To clean the grease off, and it's obviously Big Ronnie. There's a lot of nudity in the movie, but it's like everyone is just topless, and they're wearing this, like, fake genitalia across the bottom of them. I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fake genitalia. Was it fake? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joel. I mean, I assume... No, that was fake. Bertrand's genitalia was fake. I don't know about this windsock <laughs> on the front of Ronnie. Jose, do you have an opinion? (laughs) I'm trying to forget it. (sighs) I mean, this this can't be the weirdest movie you've ever seen, right? This might be. I think it is. I think this is the... 
most disturbing movie I've ever seen. No. Yeah. Disturbing movie you've it's ever seen? It's pretty disturbing, yeah. Oh, man. No, it's not the most disturbing movie I've ever seen, but it's definitely the most revolting. <laughs> It's it's well, the it might not even be the most revolt, most dis- uh, But I guess I haven't seen any of those like I don't know human centipede French New Wave or, films. Yeah, those, are, those are no big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, French New Wave. Like Jules and Jim. Yeah. That movie is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Francois Truffaut, you should be dis- <laughs> ashamed of yourself. They're in high four fifty one block. Yeah, gosh dang it, <laughs> Godard. I'll show you a Godard. Oh, man. So, well, okay, okay. There's, you know, like, I, I've got all these notes. I've got all these notes. We could go through the plot of the movie, except for there isn't really anything to say. We could talk about which part really grossed us out the worst each. I, I mean, if you, you guys want. are purposely blocking this, so let's get it over with. Okay. Because I, before you block everything, Sarah, Jose, and Aaron, although Aaron I don't think is blocking as much as he... As uh, everybody else, like uh, let's let's just. What is <laughs> the most gross part? The sex. Which part? For me, I think that the things that reminded me most about real people, but were gross at the same time, were the worst part. Yes. When it was like super far fetched, it was easier to be like. I mean, I have a serious question. Would this be considered a sci-fi fantasy, like, or is it like horror? Or I think it's a little bit of horror. I mean, it's it's, it's a different kind of horror than I I'm experienced with. I guess it could be considered a fantasy. I guess I think things are mm. happening that wouldn't happen in real life. Yeah, well, I mean, like the dude does punch a guy in the face in this movie, and his face entirely like caves in. Caves in. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess that could happen, but I mean, the amount of force mm-hmm. that he did it with, I mean, I mean he was all wasn't scientifically possible. He was all hopped up on grease balls, <laughs> and it seemed like he was making like sounds. Yes, he was. like that weren't really. Very animalistic. Yeah. That weren't human-like. Oh, we were talking about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde earlier today. And, you know, maybe that's just his hide. He's he's hiding out. It's all super greased up and aggressive. I mean, we've all been there. Mm -mm. Covered in grease. Attacking (laughs) people. We've all been there. (laughs) Yeah. Jose, what's the grossest part? Uh, Something involving food. The popcorn, when they covered the popcorn in grease. Yeah. And have trouble eating popcorn again. <laughs> you don't like to eat popcorn All the food anyways. was disgusting. All yeah. the food was disgusting. Yeah, even when they're like in that fancy Italian restaurant when there is no grease. Like he's eating that breadstick, which is not, not a big deal. But then he like picks up the sausage on his plate. I was like, I didn't notice how gross that looks. But now that he's picked it up. Uh. Yeah, and the grease... Like, that they picked up at the crime scenes and they were, like, eating it. It was yeah. disgusting. Yeah. It was, like, vomitous. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel that that's what the director was trying to get across. Absolutely. I feel case in point right there. That's what he wanted. Made you feel greasy. A goal accomplished. What did you think was the grossest? Um... Honestly, the grossest part was probably 
It's probably one of the sex scenes, too. It was either when he calls her on the phone, he's like, I think my dad is the greasy strangler. No, should I come over? No, don't come over. But let's have phone sex real quick. <laughs> and they <laughs> proceed to have phone sex. And that's got kind of, that was unnerving to me. That was really unnerving. But that later, was probably the worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's also gross later when she comes over and he's like using his hand on her. And she says, what if I just farted right now? <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. That was... Uh, Oh God! I, Why? I, I don't think any anyone who who is uh, <laughs> ma- making love would ever want their partner to say that while you're <laughs> doing things. Man. Maybe, well, maybe. No, you're right. That's a little presumptuous. Yeah. Maybe someone out there. We're not gonna judge anybody. You're right. I shouldn't judge. judge. I shouldn't judge. Jose, thanks. It's Joel. Okay, if you're into that. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, I, should, I shouldn't be that way. <laughs> Jose, you look so upset. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm never gonna watch that ever again. Come yeah. on, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Oh, God. oh. <laughs> are you getting a, a hootie tootie disco <laughs> cutie T-shirt? I'm just that you can find on their website. Right? Set him up with a girl and tell her mm-hmm. that she really likes it when I calls her. I feel like it must have been a real challenge for the actors, like that they were being told, like. Okay, you're gonna be like as gross as you possibly can. Yeah. Make faces, like gro- make ugly faces, and like you're gonna be naked, and we're gonna be trying to accentuate like everything that's unflattering on your body. <laughs> I wonder how they got people to sign up for this. Yeah, you know, even for that being a thing, this movie doesn't body shame anybody. Like, I will, I will agree with you. You're right. There actually is little, little to no body shaming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, you know... Well, I mean, maybe bodily functions, because the dad does make fun of his son quite often about pooping right, in bed. Right, not that, but he doesn't <laughs> say, oh, he's unattractive or anything. Yeah, you're right, you're right. If anything, you know, they're talking about somebody with muscles, and they're like, you know, girls, don't, not all girls are into that. Good point, good this point. This was, like, the most unflattering light you could put on a person's nude body, like, just full stop. Full stop. Well, what about that part when Big Ronnie pulls his legs above his head and we momentarily see more of him than I've ever, ever wanted to see on anyone? <laughs> <laughs> and then he farts. I did, I did want to die a little bit. Yes. I wanted to die a little I bit right then. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to slap myself in the face and not I, be there. I'm not going to lie. I did kind of look away from the screen a couple times. Oh, I, did I did too. too. I did, yeah, too. Plenty. I, I, yeah. I looked at the wall for a little while. That's fine. You know, I don't think... I, don't I busted think... out the sketchbook, and I was like, I don't know if I want to draw anything while watching this to remind myself of this movie later. <laughs> Just drawing a goblin all of a sudden using a banana hammock. Oh, no. Pretty much. Yep. It looks like they got everything for this movie at the thrift store, but, like, in a bad way. Like, <laughs> like... If you go into the thrift store, sometimes you find some really cool stuff, and other times you find this stuff and you're like, what the f*** is this? And you hold it up to whoever you're with, and you're like, what is this? (laughs) And that was like what everybody was wearing in the whole movie. Like, all outfits were like that. Yeah, it was definitely a motivating point of the movie, or or at least part of the decor. Yeah. 
And I also felt there was a lot of handmade stuff too. Like like Ronnie and uh Braden's shorts looked like they were crocheted <laughs> that they would walk around and talk to people in. Like I, I felt like it was like something that like like in my imagination Braden made for him and his dad to wear so they could like, you know, have a uniform. Yeah. Or most, something. Yeah, most of the stuff was like 70s, 80s polyester or knit. Yeah, knit. And yeah. it was so ugly. Like the most gaudy colors and combinations. And it reminded me, <laughs> my sister and I, we both knit. And we once had this gigantic thing of yellow acrylic yarn. And we were talking about knitting like a three-piece suit out of <laughs> <laughs> like a oh, full, awesome. full three-piece suit out of this yellow acrylic yarn. Because it's like, what would you do with this ugly color and this ugly texture? But it was like that. It was like somebody made a knitted three-piece suit in, like, 70s acrylic. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Everything's okay. Anybody need some water? <laughs> Everything's okay. What did you think of the acting in this movie? They well, all I guess they had to put in an effort to be so so odd, so wooden and odd. I don't think that stuff comes naturally. <laughs> yeah, no. they they definitely put forth put forth some effort. Um not that I'm commending them or anything. <laughs> But yeah. yeah. Ronnie played a pretty believable asshole. He did actually. He did a good job. Did a good job. He did um, excellent creep. I mean, he was yeah. just Oh yeah. I'd run the other way from that person. Oh yeah. If the tour start if I was going to take a disco tour and I saw that dude, I'd have been like, just keep the money, man. <laughs> I'm out. Let's say we did it and I'm out of here. <laughs> You know? <laughs> Where was this film? Seemed like it must have been California. Just well, the beach. Based the... on like the the, uh, the poppies I saw growing on the sidewalk. Mm. I don't think they have those many other places. I don't know. I thought that everybody acted really well. Like in a way that was like believable for what they were doing. I, I was expecting somebody to be like stand out really bad. Like I wonder how many takes they made them do. Yeah. Yeah, like even it had like a very Tim and Eric feel to like a lot of the acting as well. See, I don't. I've never seen a single second of that show. Yeah, because the fans made me like want to never watch it. I mean, I, I watched some Adult Swim in yeah. my time, and so I caught. I've caught you know a couple here and there. I think I saw one with um, Gold Bloom in it. Mm. Yeah, he, he plays a character in one of the things. And... I think I just, it felt very consistent to that level of of, of uh, what Tim and Eric were trying to do. Nonsense. Yeah, yeah, but like very straight faced about it, you know, like not like laugh at ourselves SNL style. Like you know, it's very you know, yeah. consistent to the universe that they're trying to create. I like those. That's guys. almost speaking too highly of it, but you know. Yeah, I like them both <laughs> separately because that one guy was on Master None. Oh yeah, and uh, Tim Heidecker has been in a bunch of different stuff, so. I do like them both. I don't know if I would like that show. I mean, if it's like this, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be laughing my ass off. I'm not sure. There were there were a few things that, that I thought were funny, but I, overall, I don't care for it. Yeah, it, it, it just kind of has the same tone over and over again, mm-hmm. and that, I think that's where, wherein I I just don't 
I can't really derive more enjoyment from it because it's like you that, kind of already know what you're getting into if you've seen joke. an episode. Everybody laughs. Uh, what do you guys think of Oinker? I mean, would you be friends with Oinker? See, that's another thing that's like... <laughs> Doesn't seem like it's from this world. Yes. Continue. There, there were just a lot of things that were so, like, stilted from reality. It was like they were near misses of, like... Something that could be, but was just too strange, like, to be real. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this guy had, like, a pig nose. And it wasn't, like, a pig nose that you would just take off, right? Even though no. somebody does take I it mean, off. I mean, I think like... it's a prosthetic that's hiding, like, something. Yeah, like, I mean, it looks like he'd, like, he'd, like taken some paper and, like, sharpied on. Paper like a shale, pig, yeah, 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 like a pig nose kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he was a friend. That's all I'm saying. You know, he was the kind of guy you go to the whorehouse with. I mean, H O R R O R, not not the other kind of whorehouse. Whorehouse. He didn't deserve to die. Spoiler, like we said, we're spoiling all the thing. He gets it. Yeah, and it's. Really gross. Yeah. The weird thing is, like, you don't know what motivates any of them. You think you kind of get an idea, like, that the young, the son, like, loves this girl. And they're, if, whatever you call it, in a relationship. They're seeing each other. Exclusive. And, yeah, whatever. Whatever it is. And then... She just randomly decides she doesn't care about that anymore and goes for his dad. Like, he which... Was, well, he, he was wearing see-through disco pants. Yeah, he sexed her up at that disco party. <laughs> he seduced her. Remember when they were dancing? Yeah. <laughs> That's like one of the best parts of the movie. It's just like Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. When they're dancing, it's like, yeah. No, don't agree with me. It's okay. Nah, man. <laughs> I can't find. I, I'm trying really hard to, to to glean enjoyment from this. Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say, you know what? This kind of reminds me of. It reminds me of a Daniel Klaus story. Oh if, yeah. Take away like maybe most of the, yeah. the fart jokes or something like that, but otherwise, it's like. Unsettling scenery, like you don't, yeah, things. you don't really understand what's going on. Like there are characters that are like really weird looking, but they're like it's just a normal, guy. you know. It's like, hey, Pete, hey, and he's got like a half of his face missing for some reason, and like, yeah, whatever. yeah. And then we went to the movie theater, and we you know, I got grease all over my popcorn, but Pete fed it to me, like so. That's it's kind of like Eight Ball or David Boring. Yeah, David Boring was exactly specifically yeah. what I was thinking of, or. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, glove cast in iron? Like a velvet glove and cast iron. Yeah. I can I see know. the unsettlingness that you're, that you're speaking of, though. I yeah. hate that association. Because <laughs> I love Daniel Klaus. Yeah. It's not going to ruin it. I mean. No, but I can see that. I think he does sort of spotlight on the weird. But I think this was grosser. I don't know. Maybe I like... Daniel Klaus's stuff because it's like in a book right. and it's you can less close the like cover. 
And it's like one tone usually. It's yeah. like blue, blue toned or something. Like you don't see these different colors popping out at you all the time. Like, I don't know. Daniel Klaus wouldn't draw a bunch of greasy stuff though. No. Like like grease falling onto a plate like you see in this movie. <laughs> well, how about Charles Burns? Who's a burn? Charles Burn? The guy who did uh, Blackout? Yeah, I was, oh. I was thinking of that too. Yeah, he probably would have done it. Okay. What's the other one? X'd or something? Yeah, Crossed. Isn't crossed. it Black, Black Hole? Black, oh, Black Hole. Hole, sorry. That's your yeah. Black Hole, Crossed. Crossed, crossed was an av- Avatar thing, though, I thought. Crossed. Oh, that is literally called Crossed, but uh, Charles Burn has one that is like X apostrophe ED, and it's it's called oh. Crossed. And it's like a it's like a tin tin knockoff. Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's three like, books. Oops. are you saying it's something I should avoid? No, you should check it out. Okay, I actually kind of liked Black Hole to be honest with you. I yeah. liked the art so much, but yeah. I found it really gross. Oh, and, it was no, it was and disturbing. Like unnerving, yeah. very disturbing. You ever, you, you ever read any of those comics, Jose? I don't think I have. No. Okay. okay. Who's the guy that we have like two books by that does a very almost Scooby Doo like art style, like old school Scooby Doo, but. His books are like super disturbing, like uh, Richard something. You know what I'm talking about? Richard Sala. Yeah, Richard Sala. Like he, I can see him dark. doing this too. Yeah, I I follow him on Instagram too. He's like, really, you know, I I think that there are some that are grosser though. Like it, it's like Chester Brown meets freaking Daniel. Chester Klaus. Brown's scary. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good comparison. Chester yeah. Brown is scared, Joe yeah. Matt. And, and you're right, this movie kind of derives, like, almost fear when you're watching it, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like, good grief. What am, what did I sign up for here? I don't want to watch this guy do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you're, I, 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 I did get really apprehensive, like you, like you said earlier, about any of the scenes where food was mentioned. Like, when you knew a dinner time was coming up, I would just get, like, I would I would tense up a little bit. I'd be, like, I'd, I'd be like prepare to look at the floor, the ceiling real quick. Just And it's never them actually eating the food almost. It's always just, like, them preparing the preparing food, food, or, food or bringing food. Or around the plate. Yeah, 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 that's always the point where I'm like, nope, don't look. Don't, yeah. don't look! Talk about motivation for a diet. <laughs> 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 I'm surprised the movie didn't end with just uh, Big Ronnie just keeling over from a heart attack. Yeah, I kind of thought that. That I thought I literally thought that's where the movie was going to end. So that's what they were hinting at. Yeah, well, make it greasy. Yeah. Make it extra greasy. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna slide down and he my throat. Falls down when he slaps him. <laughs> uh, my, my throat sore. It's so sore. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much of this I should say. Were you going to say something? No, I was going to say. Uh, one more comic thing that it reminds me of. Uh, whoever does the Palomar books, that Hernandez brother. Are you talking about um, Gilbert? Gilbert? Gilbert does some really weird, like, yeah. single books. And they've got, like, imagery that doesn't make any sense in the story. And I, that this could have been a Gilbert Hernandez story. Gilbert told me once, I don't know if this is this is a bit of a private conversation, so maybe I shouldn't have shared it. But I'll share it anyways, just because in, in, in the context... Because talked to Gilbert Hernandez. In the con- yeah, he comes in the comic book store sometimes. He's a cool dude. Uh, but when he released this one story, a, a particular story that he thought, he himself thought was way too gross, 
even while he was making it, he's like, I'm kind of afraid to meet my own fans. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, I, I like going to conventions, but he's like, I don't know if I want to meet someone who likes this book and whatever book had come yeah. out at that time that he, right. that he made. Because right. he's like, I don't know if I want to, someone, someone come up to me and he's like, yeah, man, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> this one really spoke to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, I apologize if that's stepping over a mm-hmm. line, but I just it made me laugh when you mentioned it, because yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, that was a weird one. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> no one will ever hear this podcast. It's fine. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, what were you, were you going to say something before I interjected? I was going to say that, again, I don't know if this is something I should be sharing or not, like Aaron said, but... There's this guy, one of the actors who was in uh, Detroit Rock City. Mm -hmm. He lived near one of my friends, and she got this book that he'd written, and it was called Dolly Balls. And that's what this reminded me of. It was, like, just stream of consciousness nonsense with, like, like vulgarity throughout. Mm. Like, and it kind of only used like cuss words to describe things but yeah that's kind of what it reminds me of i don't know if that's something you can see on the internet or not probably i know exactly what you're talking about single it out i wouldn't worry too much anybody else want some greasy uh some oily grapefruit I decline. I was just gonna. I was just gonna get a piece uh, of grapefruit with like a cherry in the middle. I just, just never mind. That you. was the worst food scene. Just yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. And that, the thing is, is the pacing on that one was entirely different from the rest of them, which was really slow. It just happened so quick. I couldn't even look away before <laughs> before yeah. that that scene happened. It was like, oh god, no! Yeah, I looked. I looked at the wrong second. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, we had a message to to show in that one. He he had to show how good he was with his hands. Yeah, I guess so. And he wasn't afraid of getting them dirty. I, I really don't want to agree with you, but I, I just to, you know. <laughs> scarring. I'm just, I'm just saying it worked. <laughs> oh, man. So, so what are your notes? Uh, <laughs> Can you read these out to our listeners? Okay, so one of, Let one them of know, the Joel. things that... I, I wrote down a bunch of things that people were saying, like... Uh, in the beginning, when uh, his father's complaining about things not being greasy enough for him to eat, um, <laughs> the son, uh, what was it, Bertrand? A Brayden. Brayden? Brayden? Yeah. Brayden is like, I hear grease is really bad for you. I read that in a fitness magazine someone left on the bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything was like that. <laughs> You couldn't tell if it was being made up right there on the spot or if it was all, like, heavily scripted. And then by the end of it, you felt like it was just heavily scripted because they were all using, like, these turns of phrase that they had invented right there Mm -hmm. before. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Brendan, I mean, he had a bunch of good lines. He he said... uh, he was afraid his dad was going to steal his girlfriend, so he was. He said, you're going to take her out so you can be a, a smoothie to her. A smoothie. I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be worried. <laughs> there were some funny lines. I will give it that. Somebody might be a smoothie to you. Or when he says, uh, "That's the same conversation," because they're talking about like, uh, "You're the reason mom left." And he's like, "No, she left because you pooped on her leg while you she was you she while was she was sleeping." Like, no, she didn't. Yeah, she said she yelled that on a moving car when she was leaving. <laughs> 
that was pretty clever. And that was pretty clever. The, yes, the visual of that. I mean, you don't see anything on the screen, but my mind went, what would that look like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving because our son pooped on us. <laughs> yeah, like the information you're given is so specific. And then it goes these like spells between things where it's like, you don't get anything. Like, you don't have anything to go on. And then they tell you something, like, that specific. Mm-hmm. Like, she yelled it from a moving car. <laughs> like <laughs> the, the turn of phrase, the, ling- the way they're saying things is just like, what are you doing? It's like, it's almost, it's infantile. That's what I was saying. It's 13 grade, 13-year-old humor, like... No, you, you pooped your pants and your pants smelled really bad and everybody laughed at you because you pooped your pants, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the level of, like, this is this is how he's insulting him, yeah. you know? Yeah. You said yeah. that. She said yeah. that from a moving car as she was leaving. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the most, ho- like, like, that's the only thing Brayden would not want to hear the most, you know, is his mom <laughs> angry at him because he pooped on her. <laughs> it was like a dissing contest yep. back and forth. <laughs> Artist. Uh-huh. And I didn't write down the monologue. Uh, Big Ronnie gives an excellent monologue about the time he met Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah. During the date scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. When he's trying to steal his son's yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, after they've been to the disco together. Yeah. You know, he's telling, telling one of the tales. Ends with uh, him and Michael Jackson with a couple of Korean twins, and he he his milky stuff. I'm not even gonna say it. It's too gross. No, yeah, it's gross, no. dude. We we did their milky stuff all over them, and everyone applauded. Like every <laughs> and everyone applauded. It was just so it that reminded me of the Napoleon Dynamite crap. Mm-hmm. And what yeah. was the other one, Gentleman Broncos? Yeah, your yeah. mom went to college. Mm. <laughs> With every sentence said in the same pace. I, I truly say this in the most sincere way. I hope my parents don't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so ashamed right now. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong, young Aaron. Oh. Don't Aaron? watch this movie, but I mean, if you have an odd curiosity to be grossed out, go ahead. It's such an oddity that I think that if you can stomach really gross things, you should watch it, like, just just so you can tell people not to watch it. <laughs> I would say if the pain already dried on the wall, you, you should probably watch it then. Wait, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> You're saying that I've got a copy of No Such Thing, oh, I've God. got a copy of The Greasy Strangler. <sighs> I would just pop my eyeballs out. <laughs> I'd pop my eyeballs out and I'd be like, you know what? There's just this desert island is gonna have me blind on it. You ask the Fresno alien to take you yep. away. Take me away, Fresno alien. Let's walk. Let's take a walk across Jose, this lawn together. Who should watch this, Jose? No one should watch this. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody on the planet. You don't even want to punk one of your cousins or something like that. I don't want to inflict them with that. Uh, we are the keepers of secret information. You don't want to show it's, this. It's a secret shame. Sister. I don't want to share my burden. This is a secret shame, Joel. Oh my god! I find that sharing my burden is sometimes the only way to uh, relieve the stress and pain of a bad mood. So you're saying this is like a curse? Like, uh, yeah, it's the ring. 
No, no. It's our cross to bear. Yeah, the only way way that you can remove this pain now is to share it with someone else. All right, that's the ring. They have to make copies of the tape and pass it to somebody else. Oh, is that the ring? Yeah. I was thinking of that other one movie that came out recently. One, the one, ah, never mind. You have to tell other people. It follows. It follows. That's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this movie is it follows. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It greases. Um, it greases. <laughs> it greases. Hootie tootie disco cutie. Take me disco dancing, big Ronnie. That time Ronnie dresses up like uh, Jake. Is that what he's saying his name was? I feel bad for these people. Who? Which people? <laughs> like these actors. Like I feel like you, if you were an actor in this movie, you'd have to be trying to convince someone that you were attractive. <laughs> because if they saw you in this, they would have this image of you in their mind. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say this isn't going to push anyone that far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, don't take a date to this. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> I really want to go see this movie. I know we just met. This came out this year, didn't it? it like this is very new. This is a fresh thing, right? It came out on Friday. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, nationally, like people have seen it before at like okay. festivals. Okay. But yeah, and we were all waiting with bated breath to see. Honestly, I heard about this movie on a horror movie podcast that I listen to that talks about a bunch of new stuff and things, and they were, like, highly anticipating it because people were talking about how disturbing it was. Okay. And I mentioned it to Jose over our chat, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I think that was, he was going to dastard, dastardly trick us into watching this movie until I said, you have to watch it with us. Uh-huh. And now we're not friends anymore. Now we're all bummed. <laughs> no. no, it's not the end of it life. It was an experience. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it really was. Better than no such thing. Put it on the poster. I will say it was probably better than no such thing. Though <laughs> a movie that I'll never watch again as well. So this Kickstarter has uh, opened my eyes, Joel. Yeah, I've and seen a lot of things. Him out of my head. Yeah, <laughs> popped them right out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what did you guys think about that horror part, by the way, Jism? I mean, I, I feel like we're getting to a close on on the subject matter of this. Like, did you... Did, did you... I just found it hilarious. There, okay, yes. Some of the redeemable things in this movie, the only things I can really say, Joel... Hey? The only redeemable things, I, I think, are, are some of the more violent parts of the movie, in my opinion. Because <laughs> it's, like, laughably, like, you know... Something you could laugh at, I guess. At least for me, personally. Like, when that guy's face got punched in, every time somebody's eyeballs popped out, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a sick, sad person. Well, I don't yeah, have to tell you. Yeah, I mean. It made me laugh. I don't know. Yeah. Laugh? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's certainly parts where I laughed at it. It was cause just because it's so ridiculous. Either the line of dialogue was so ridiculous or the murders were ridiculous. I I chuckled here and there. Not enough to tell to, 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 to say you know, say to someone to watch it or for me to watch it again. No, no, no. Watch a best of clips on YouTube and you're done. I mean, what if they edited this to like just a version where it was just the people talking and saying their ridiculous thing? Yeah, that it would be more like Napoleon Dynamite. Right. 
And some people might find that insanely funny. Yeah. Yeah. Rudy, Rudy Tootie, Disco Cutie and, and such. Mm-hmm. Felt so bad for that guy when they were just shouting that in the, their, the bedroom, Ronnie's bedroom. <laughs> so, 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 you feel so bad for Brayden. Like, this dude found true love. <laughs> this guy found true, you know, this is something not a lot of people find in their life, you know? Especially, especially, in, I, I'm feeling that Brayden's like this guy that's just really recluse. He's writing his, he's writing his fantasy stories, you know, and, and, and trying to live this life, you know, mm-hmm. that's been given to him and he finds you know, this this girl, the dream girl of his life. Yeah, something he thought could never happen. Ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. His freaking dad steals her away from him. <laughs> like, it's just... Oh, uh, yeah. The tragedy. And he gets his payback, though. You know, he gets yeah. the girl back, and he gets to tell her a story about when his dad uh, flipped over on the bed and <laughs> threw a fart at him, but the, instead of, a piece of poop came out. Yeah. And he said it was like a brown finger, and it was pointing at him. Pointing at him. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> story you just wished would end, but wouldn't. <laughs> so, in conclusion, best movie of the year. Said no one. No. Ever. Is this Gigi? I think so. Yeah. 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 That's cute. Thank you. I should get that for Nolan, too. <sighs> There's a little anime shop in Fillmore called Castle of Anime. Really? In mm-hmm. Fillmore? In Fillmore. No lie. Well, golly. Big money. It looks really s- kind of scary from the outset. That's Just you heads cool. Up. Big money, Russell's. Speaking of scary things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like the front of, I don't know what. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can cut that out if you no, want. No, no. We've run out of things. They're going to hear this. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so we're going to close up on this. The, nobody nobody liked this movie. I, I liked it, but I'm not telling anybody to watch it. I, you know, it's it's going to be like a we, we went through the war together. <laughs> Let us cry <laughs> as we remember things we don't want to. Uh, let me do a shout out here. Somebody paid for a shout out. Woo, shout I'd out. Like to, I'd save this one. Because I wasn't going to do the one <laughs> to my brother and my nephews and nieces. And, uh, oh, we did that last U- episode, I thought. Exactly. But, like, it was out of order. Oh, Roger. So that. what I'm doing is uh, I'm giving a shout-out to Adam Roche, Ooh. who uh, was actually the first person to pledge to our Kickstarter. He's a really cool guy. And he is pretty popular on the podcasting scene right now. He does a podcast called The Secret History of Hollywood. And another one called Attaboy Clarence, which I'm a huge fan of. I'm actually a huge fan of both of them. And uh, he does amazing work. Like, check out The Secret History of Hollywood if you like a long-form history story. You know, he's got ones on Universal Horror movies. He's got one on Alfred Hitchcock. He's in the middle of one that's about uh, the beginning of the Warner Brothers Studios and... um, and uh, whew, now I can't remember. I haven't listened. Like he takes a long time to make these, but they're so they're super heavily produced, and they're really good. Like he just got picked up by Amazon. Oh wow! To like feature his podcast cool. on their like Prime stuff. I'll have to give it a listen. Yeah, What's it called again? It's called The Secret History of Hollywood. Cool, cool, it's really cool. Yeah, thank you, Adam. Thanks, Adam. And sometimes he talked to me. <laughs> 
He's a friend. He's yeah. an ally. Yes. He's Thank my you. best friend. Thank you, ally. Adam. <laughs> ally Adam. Adam. <laughs> Why weren't you at my birthday party, Adam? <laughs> Anyways, thank you, sir. Uh, so, I'm going to read the closing stuff. I know that you guys, you had to have learned something from this. Like, how are you ever going to forget anything from this movie, right? Email any suggestions or comments you have to please don't podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the podcatcher of your choice. We're on Podbean, if you use Android. Like us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash pdsmios. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it. If you left us a rating, any kind, star rating, 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 leave us a criticism. Whatever works. We appreciate it. Thank you in advance. Thanks to David DeRoy for our theme music, Jed Dowtry for our podcast logo, and to Spencer Seams and our families for all the support. We couldn't do what we do without you. Thanks to Jose once again for Thanks, pledging Jose. to the Kickstarter and picking what us What a time movie. we've had. We'll have you back Don't for time crime to it, unless you hate us. <laughs> Thank you, Jose. We appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, randomizer pick for next week uh, is a special treat. It is a sequel to the movie The Class of 1999 called Class of 1999 2, The Substitute. Now, I'm sure we're all very familiar with Class of 1999. This is going to be good for us because that's when we graduated. I was going to yeah. say, I, was, I know some people who graduated in 99 mm-hmm. and probably partied like it was 1999. <laughs> I hate that song. Because of they that played so that much. so many times in our graduating That's available on YouTube, so it's easy access if, if anyone else wants to watch along with us. All right, lessons. Oh, crap. Give me a lesson from the Greasy String. You already forgot. <laughs> no, um, lesson. Yeah. I okay. Have, I don't have a lesson either, so it's fine. Let's, uh,. The Greasy Strangler, a movie about a father and son, about desire, about grease. Don't introduce your dad to your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Ever, ever. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a good lesson. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's gonna be all uh, he's gonna be all smoothie on her. Yeah. Yeah. It's a danger. Yeah. I was going to make a joke, but I'm just going to keep that to myself because I don't even want to joke about anything real life related to this movie. <laughs> That's good. Smoothie. Uh, my lesson was go on a diet and don't eat greasy things because they're disgusting. Yeah, it's grease. It's disgusting now forever. <laughs> yeah. I think food has been ruined. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least sausage. But I mean, I'm not much of a sausage eater anyway. Popcorn so. and grapefruit. Hot dog. <laughs> Hot dog. Yeah. Back when my Bacon. mother used to eat meat, you know, she's a vegan now. She used to keep bacon fat, like, in a, in a thing in the fridge, you know, for cooking with. And that always grossed me out because I was like, what is this? Just some gelatinous thing. And now... I didn't think about that when we were watching the movie, just when you said that right now. The visual. Something people used to do, they poured into a coffee can because it would, like, clog the sink. Yep. Yeah. Well, why don't they, uh, 
Mm, just put it in the trash. Why don't they make coffee with grease in it? They put a little uh, grease in that coffee. Uh-uh. Oh. Put a little grease in it. Those yeah. are ponderings that don't need to be yeah. pondered, my friend. You think I'm the greasy strangler, don't you? Yes, I do. Uh, now I do. Maybe I am the greasy st- I'm not the greasy strangler. <laughs> Aaron, do you have a lesson? My lesson is, you know, when life gets tough and you find out your dad's the greasy strangler, might as well just become the greasy strangler part two and go out and wander in the woods. Mm. There's no other alternative. That's it. I think I have another lesson. Oh, yes, please. please. Pour some grease on it. (laughs) Pour some grease Um, on me. If you think your dad's the greasy strangler, dial 911. (laughs) Don't just call some number for some person named Jody. Detective Jody. Detective Jody. Someplace for Mm -hmm. you. Do not (laughs) follow. What does he say? End all inquiries or something like that, right? Yeah, that's what he repeated about 70 times. Please end all inquiries here. Please end all. Okay, so what I learned from this movie, I learned two things also. One, the best way to make your point is to repeat yourself (laughs) over and over and over again. Because I'm never going to forget some of these things. And the other thing I learned, and this is something I learned from the movie For Reals. There are some things that were never meant to be seen on the big screen, especially by yourself. And I think that this movie would have sucked if like, you went to a, oh, yeah. a matinee show and you were by yourself. It's, you have to share this kind of experience. And God help our souls... Yep. If we're still alive next week, we'll see you then, folks. Stay greasy. Oh, no, no, I said it. Ah, bye. Bullshit artist. (laughs) (laughs) Adios.